Hey everyone, good evening and welcome to Ask the Nurse. Please, you guys, engage with us, ask any questions at any time as it relates to health and wellness. We've already had some questions submitted, so I just wanted to put that out there early. So I am Delana Watkins, and of course I have with me the nurse duo, Cherie M. Good. Good evening, so, everybody. Hey there. So I'm going to um, bring show you real quick our um, commercial, and then we will be right back. Welcome back. So again, as I said, I am Delana Watkins, joined by none other than Cherie M. Good, the recharge strategist, and you are tuned in to Ask the Nurse. Today, our topic is how to stay healthy in our new norm. <sighs> Take a breather, everybody. We know it's rough. We know we are going into almost 30 days, 30 days, you guys, of this new norm. And I'm sure that there have been some experiences that you guys probably want to just like share and tell us all about. But today we want to kind of streamline it and really talk to you and come to you from a perspective. And we're not talking numbers. We're not talking about how many people have been affected by the COVID-19 virus. That's not the road or path that we want to go down today. We actually want to talk about just some of the things that we can do to maintain on this trajectory of being healthy so that over this next week, going into the next week, we can reach the uh, the peak, plateau, and then come through on the other side. So Sheree, introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about what we're gonna be talking about today, and then we're gonna jump right into it. Yes, hello everybody, thank you for joining us. I am Sheree M. Good, the Recharge Strategist, and also known as the Self-Care Master. I teach professional women how to not only put their appointments on their calendars, but also put some me time on their calendars because we know you can't pour from an empty cup. So you, in order to be full, you have to perform self-care, mind, body, and spirit. So tonight we're gonna be talking about like how everybody's feeling. We're gonna be talking about rest and the importance of sleep because with, with these times right now, everybody's talking about how, how they're not getting the same sleep and the, they don't they feel restless when they go to bed at night. So we're gonna talk about some ways to combat. Oh, yeah. I can't yes. wait until we talk about that part because exactly. I have a personal testimony about that. Okay. Can I yeah. just get a, can I get an amen and some Z's at the end? Okay. Mm -hmm. So let me just check and see. Yep. We got a couple of people that are joining us. Thank you guys. I am now plugged in onto um, my Facebook page. So again, comment, share any questions that you may have. We will gladly answer them. Although we will be um, reviewing some of the questions that have been um, submitted to us at the same time we will also be checking to see any comments from our viewers live. So feel free to comment and or um, make a suggestion or give us some feedback. So the first area of um, what we wanna talk about is what are some of those, what we call high touch surfaces? 
So of course we're under this mandate to stay home, stay close to home as possible, to try to bulk all your trips up into one, leave out of the house one time, go do what you need to do and then come back home, right? And not take the whole family with you. Everyone doesn't need to go on a field trip to the grocery store. It should maybe be one or two people that go and do the grocery shopping and come back. Why, when Sheree and I share with you why you should do that, you're gonna be like, oh my goodness. So we're supposed to now wear some type of uh, facial covering, bandana, surgical mask, a cloth mask, mask, something like that now out in public, which I feel is great. Kudos to that and please everyone stick to that when you're out in public. The other thing that isn't really talked about a lot, I've seen some people um, reviewing this and kind of giving tips on this is what we call our high touch surface areas. So I want you to think about when you leave your home and you go shopping in the grocery store, there are several places that you touch that you're not really realizing um, are high touch surface areas where there's a lot of transfer that can take place. So of course it's gonna be your, you know, your countertop surfaces, it's gonna be your the grocery cart handle and things of that nature. Um, when you're out and about, if you're touching the rails, if you're touching the elevator buttons, come on, Cherie, give me some other ones that I know are high touch surface areas. Some that people don't think about is your car door handles, right? Your, um, your steering wheel. So today, like I took a, a sanitizing wipe and I went around my steering wheel and I couldn't believe what I got on there because I do it often. Right. And I'm like, wow, that's, it's only been since the weekend that you know since i did it i did it on friday today i did it and it was like oh my goodness it was all these germs and all this dirt on there that i actually got something off when i wiped it with the hand sanitizer sanitizing wipe another area people don't think about is their cell phones That's oh yeah, yeah. Area. And not only are you touching it but mm -hmm. you're putting it to your face so all of those germs that are on there from your fingers whatever your hands have touched has gone on your phone because you're pressing buttons and then you're putting it on your face right Sometimes you put it on your nose if your nose itches. Um, so there was a good example about this lady today. She did a demo on Instagram with gloves on because she was saying so many people think that, oh, if you wear gloves, that you're secure and that you're oh, safe. The worst. That's actually even worse. Yes. Because it's no wearing gloves if you're not going to wash your hands after you touch everything. So Absolutely. she showed like people in the market, you're touching the cart, but then you go grab the meat. And every time she touched something, she would smack some more oil on her hands. And by the time she finished, she said, oh, my nose itches. So she scratched her nose and had the, she, she actually displayed it with colors on her nose and on her face from her cell phone. Right. Because that, that was a demonstration. It was yeah. a visual demonstration of the, yeah. you know, the transfer of the germs That's from awesome. one surface area mm -hmm, yeah. to another. You know, another hot area is the uh, keypad on the, um, when you're making a transaction, yes. using the keypad to punch in your pin code and or to swipe <laughs> or insert your card is another hot surface area. I use my knuckles, Delena. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this even before the virus, I, yes. I, I don't touch handrails. I always use the back of my hand or finger to yes. press the elevator button. I've yes. always just used my knuckle. It's just because you're not generally wiping your face like this. So if I use the back of my hand, most time you're gonna wipe your face like this, but right. if you're using the back of your hands, not that it isn't germed, I'm not saying that you won't, but you're right. more likely to do this than you are to do this. Exactly. So those are just kind of like
like some hot surface areas if you're out shopping to think about that. If you do go out and you don the whole mask and gloves, be mindful that if you're using your those gloves, take them off before you get into the vehicle. Otherwise, all of those hot surface areas that you just touch, you're going to take them and drag those germs back into your vehicle and then once again back into your home. Okay? Don't, so, and don't throw the gloves on the ground, people. Please oh, yeah. it either in a trash can or keep a bag in your car where you can close it up and tie that bag up. So it's been a lot of complaints about people just dropping them in the groceries, in the, in the parking lot of the grocery stores. Right. After they, want them, they want to take them off. They don't want them in their cars. Absolutely. Take a bag or something with you and drop them in there. And dispose of them properly. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's see who we got joining us live on um, our Facebook page. We got Darlacia, Savannah. Hey, Savannah. How are you? Hey, Laisha. And we got uh, Rochelle, Sherrard Pucci. Hey, hon. We got Sherwood on my end. Sherwood. 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 We got Takura. Yes, see, Takura just commented to the ATM and the keypad at the store register. Yep. Yes. Just made that comment. Those are, again, one of the hot button areas as well. So, again, yeah. be mindful. Again, just keep your hand sanitizer with you when you're out um, in public. Avoid touching your face, as we said before, you know, your face and mouth. Do wear your protective um, facial covering. And again, try to just go and bow in bulk and then come back. Again, don't take the whole family with you on a field trip. Just, you know, try and only take one or um, two people to go grocery shopping. Do not take the whole entire family out when you're going. Hey, Q. Q just joined. And then Joyce Winston, how are you? Thanks for joining us as well. Yes, Ann Askew, Wanda Dyson, and Marsha Clark also have joined us. Hey, ladies. Thank you guys for joining us. All right. So the second part of that. So I told you we weren't going to go down the whole icky wiki road, right? About the COVID. We wanted to just share that because, again, uh, for the next seven to 10 days is very crucial. It's critical that we try and get to this peak so that we can begin to plateau and then hopefully come out on the other side and not have to experience another phase of um, going up to another peak, um, if you will. So if we can just adhere to that just kind of get through this new norm just a little while longer. We're doing so good. We can just come out on the other side and uh, we'll be able to kind of enjoy the remaining part of spring. Okay. So let's just do that. All right. So the second part of what we want to talk about is how are you guys feeling? So type in the chat, let us know how you're feeling. I know again, this is different for us as far as having you know, if you have school age children at home, having the kids home, eating three meals a day at home, just really interrupting our patterns of our normalcy, of what we normally do, our routine. And I know personally, it's kind of really taken a toll on me mentally because it's a different way of how I move and how I go about socializing and doing business. So just kind of drop in the comments and just let me know how you guys are really feeling emotionally with that. And that's kind of like Cherie's area. So Cherie, talk a little bit about um, just in that whole area of self-care, you know, sort of what we can do in this area. Yeah, so the biggest thing is anxiety and then stress. Those are the two biggies that everybody is feeling right now. Anxiety because it, it's a lot of uncertainty. We don't right. know what's going to happen next. Um, but you can alleviate some of that anxiety by unplugging. So have, have an unplugged time. So last night, eight o'clock, I was like, this is my unplugged time. Right. I don't hear any more about COVID-19. I don't want to see the news. I don't want to see it because you can become overwhelmed with it. And the more Absolutely. you just condition yourself, you know, what you take in is what's going to present itself on the outside. So 
everything we're watching on TV is about COVID-19 right now. So, you know, just constantly feeding that to yourself. You're never going to have a break from it. You're never going to have a moment of peace. And it's going to keep you stressed because we keep seeing those numbers climbing. So right. it's to unplug. Um, also, try to do things that can um, take your mind off of it. Do some activities with the family. Come up with creative new hobbies that maybe you didn't think about. Learn how to do something new. Get on the web. Watch some, watch some YouTube videos and come up with something new. Mm -hmm. Some how-tos. Yeah, some how-to. <laughs> do it yourself projects. Get some work right. around the house that you haven't done. Declutter some spaces. Decluttering is a good way to reduce anxiety and stress as well. So. Oh, yeah. I was doing that, I think, like week two, maybe at the end of one week two. I know you were too, because you told me you were in your office decluttering some stuff. No, so, I love my office now. Well, you could sit back and kind of do some things yeah. that you normally do. Yeah. All right. So we have a couple of um, questions in the comments. So let me see what we have. We um, Carrie made a comment that she Lysol's down her cart, even with gloves on. Absolutely. Very good. And actually now some of the big chain stores are... Um, wiping the carts down and handing them to folks as they go into the store, which is great. So in between customers, they themselves are also, um, a, you know, doing a better job of just sanitizing and really wiping things down. Mm -hmm. um, Rochelle said, do you think the fabric masks are doable? Absolutely. And again, right now, it's not for prevention, more, um, you know, of prevention of transmission is more for protection. So a lot of the cloth masks that you're seeing people wear or um, that you're seeing people market is absolutely fine if you, as long as you think of them in terms of that it's more of protection and not necessarily prevention. So yes, definitely right. wear those um, cloth masks. As long as you're not going to be in a healthcare environment, if you're not going to be in a hospital or nursing home or an assisted living or or you know somewhere where the likelihood that a patient may be there and have an active case, then that's, that's fine. If you're starting to go into healthcare facilities and all, then you're going to need a mask. Right. Absolutely. Just, just yeah. to protect yourself just out and about, sure, you know, some protection is better than nothing at all. Right. Absolutely. At this point. Let's see. We have Adrian. Hi, Adrian. She says, I feel good. Allergies are on 100, though. <laughs> I don't watch. I also don't listen to the conspiracy theories. Yes. Which that is another whole thing that there are a couple of conspiracy theories out there, Adrian. So I'm glad that you are being protective over your ear and eye gates. Yes. Um, again, especially during this time, it seems as though, unfortunately, there are some people that think that this is a great time to flood individuals with um, other uh, conspiracy theories or things that can make our um, sense of anxiety and stress heightened even more so. Um, let's see what other questions we have. Welcome, guys, to the show. Anita Mims Long is on here. Anita, I know that you are sewing. I saw um, a note from you. Sent me a text message saying that you turned the oven off and turned the sewing machine on. So kudos to you. Let us know when you start making those beautiful um, masks. We got Marie. Hi, Marie Hutchins. Decor says, I wear a mask when I do go out, which is not often at all, but I would love to go walking. Is it safe to go walking um, with a mask? Absolutely. I go walking um, with the mask on. And so most often when you're walking, you're going to be keeping your distance. So I posted the other day that I went out for a run and generally you're not within close proximity. Um, to those individuals that you're walking, whether you're walking in your neighborhood or on a trail. So yes, it is safe. Now, I will tell you oftentimes that, you know, some people, especially if you're not used to it, me being in the healthcare field, Sheree and I, we're used to wearing 
um, mask so you kind of know how to breathe. It is a different way to breathe, especially if you're going to walk and then your heart rate increases and your breathing becomes a little more rapid. So, you know, during the walk there, if it's safe and there's no one else around you, then you can, you know, kind of, you know, pull it down, gather your breathing and then pull it back up. If you find that, you know, respiratory wise, you're just kind of trying to get used to um, breathing with that on while you're doing um, a strenuous activity. And also, Delaney, it's important to note that if you are going to wear a mask, even if it's cloth, the way you know you're protected is that air is not escaping under your chin. Escape, if air is escaping under your chin, you're not completely protected. So it should be a tight seal under your chin and across your nose and mouth. Right. A nice covering. Yes. All right. Marie said, um, hey, welcome, Nicole. Duckett and Monique Hunt. So Marie said, a friend of mine told me today that they put their mail in the microwave have you heard anything about that let's see what's the rest of the what's that about marie i can honestly tell you i have no idea where... <laughs> i know what it's about but i yeah, i will not because that's kind of the whole conspiracy thing marie. if you just get a cloth um lysol wipe if you choose to, and what we've been doing with our mail is just opening it outside, wiping it off with the clear, and then taking the contents of the mail is only what we bring in the house. Any packages, because my husband does get a lot of packages for his business, all of that stuff stays outside and we only bring the contents into the garage, not into the home. So that kind of stuff, yes. Microwave, my assumption would be that your friend is thinking that the megahertz from the microwave is killing the source of the virus. That is not something that I'm going to sign off on and recommend to stay doing. Sheree, I hear you laughing, so go ahead. Yeah, I'm not signing that. off on that one either. <laughs> I am not, no. Honestly, no. the likelihood that your mail is going to be contaminated is very, very slim. Yeah. We're talking about metal surfaces that, that the virus lives on longer. Is there a chance that some some of the virus could get on some mail? Mm, very slim. It yeah, could be, be very slim chances. That, that by the time you get your mail, that it's not dead already. But, you know, if you want to, you know, have extra precautions, put a pair of gloves on it, open your mail up right. and then throw the outside away. You can do that as well. Or like the yeah. only take in the house what you want to take in. But um, honestly, I haven't done any of that yet. I just wash my hands after I deal with the mail. Right. Okay. Uh, we have a Sheila is saying, um, hello, beautiful ladies. My N95 mask, how long can I use the same one? So the N95 mask, first of all, is something that typically, Sheila, it is the highest level for protection um, for the mask. One thing I can say for sure, if you were not properly fitted for it, there's a 50-50 chance that it may not even fit you properly. But because it's you and you're not going in direct contact with uh, uh, infected patient, like going into a healthcare setting, like Sharif said before, you could just use that mask. Um, clean it and then rewear it because it's your own mask and you're wearing it again, as I said before, just for um, protection for you, not necessarily um, prevention from transmission. Okay, so you can wear it as long as you um, clean it, clean it, and then put it in area in your home to you know kind of dry it out. So it can be reworn. Yeah, and I've, I've heard of some people taking their mask and putting them in Ziploc bags. Do not do that. It's like putting yeah so moist and you're just it's a breeding ground for right for bacteria to grow even quicker so make sure you right. leave it out let it dry first and then if you want to store it in something a bag or something that's fine but don't Absolutely. just take it off and put it right in there remember every time you breathe you sneeze you cough you talk 
you're letting out particles, you're letting out, um, you're basically spitting. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and then you're putting that yeah. yeah. inside of the, of the uh, mask when you're talking everything. So yep. beware. That's a great question. Yep. Thank you, Sheila. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else has a question. Welcome, Jennifer. Say, I know, then leave the germs in the oven. Correct. Hey, Ladrell. Who else Welcome, is Pam. Reggie popped on. Um, who else? Okay, how do you clean it? Someone said microwave. No, Sheila, yeah, do not put it in the microwave. Just clean it with um, any type of cleanser that you're currently using. If you're using um, a bleach formula, that's fine. If you have um, Lysol disinfectant, that's fine. The Lysol wipes or the Clorox wipes, something similar um, to that. As far as the microwave theory, do not um, put it in the microwave. Plus, you can't put them in the microwave anyway because they have a metal nose piece. So right. If you squeeze, that will spark in your microwave. So you can't do that. And if you don't want to use Lysol wipes and stuff, or just use some good old soap and water and a, and a rag and wipe off the top. You're just yep. trying to get some surface bacteria off of it uh, so that you can reuse it again. Absolutely. Those are all excellent questions. Thank yeah, you, ladies. Right. We appreciate that. Those are really great questions so that you can get the correct information that you need. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and we had a couple people that said that they're feeling pretty good. Of course, can't wait to get out. Um, back to some normalcy, but dealing with it. So again, I can tell that you all are dealing with it. Even right now when we are having spring weather, spring-like weather, I think is, I've said to everyone, that's going to be the test. The true test is going to be when we get into these 65, 70 um, degree days and we know that we can't go out and do some of the things that we would normally like to do. Right. Again, I've just seen a lot of people in my neighborhood taking advantage of just walking outside, walk, you know, playing with the kids since they're home, having what they call PE time since they're supposed to be homeschooling, doing PE right. sessions outside, walking the dogs. So it's fine to, you know, again, walk your neighborhood and things like that. Again, just to get outside, just keep your distance like you normally would. You can stay obviously with those individuals that live in your home. You you guys can walk together without worrying about the six feet um, rule. However, if you are you know in your neighborhood and there's other individuals on the sidewalk, just respect that six foot rule. And she said, okay, perfect. All right, so that's it. That looks like that's all the questions we have. Those were excellent questions, you guys. Thank you. Um, yes, Adrian, catch the replay. And thank you. Thank you for your feedback as well. Um, Rochelle, from a nurse perspective, any idea when you think traveling will go back to norm? I have places to go. <laughs> don't we all, Rochelle? Don't we all? Yes, don't we all? Listen, my thought is, so first of all, I just heard yesterday that they're not giving refunds. So anybody who has tickets, apparently the airlines are no, no longer honoring refunds for tickets that were purchased um, prior to uh, the COVID-19 restrictions. As far as opening that back up, I'm not sure uh, when that will happen. Me personally, I do not plan on taking that. Y'all think I'm joking when I post on my Facebook page and I'm going to see y'all after June. Me personally, I likely will not be getting on a plane anytime soon. It would likely be June. And why I say that is I want you to think about what happens when you're on a plane. Think about the whole situation of being on a plane. You are in one of the most confined, constricted spaces that there is. So when you think about how germs can just kind of be all over and be just isolated to one space, I don't even need to comment any further. I want you to just picture yourself being in row 28 seat A. 
Okay. That's what I want no, you to do. Delano, my, my comment to that, Rochelle, is you know how somebody, when you go to somebody's house, they say, take your coat off and get comfortable. Take your coat off and get comfortable. We're not going nowhere no time soon. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No time no. soon. You, you can take a road trip, though. It, from no, take a road trip. That's about two days. And the way you drive on a day and a half. You know, look, you don't know how, how much of Corona you're going to drive through or drive to when you get there. Coming through, right. <laughs> Texas is a whole day in and of itself, Rochelle, just to come through. All right, let's see what kind of comments we got. Anita, um, inhaling someone's exhale. Yes, you said it all. <laughs> inhaling someone's <laughs> exhale. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> Welcome to the show, you guys. So we are just talking about staying healthy in our new norm. And we were just sharing some best practices as it relates to um, the COVID-19 and just protecting ourselves, our families and our friends um, during this time. And then how, just how we're feeling about the whole new norm situation uh, in and of itself. So just some light talk, some light chatting and banter around what that actually looks like. Uh, Sheree, so one of the questions I know that you had, had to deal with sleep. So yeah. let's just jump to that because can I get an amen and some Z's behind it? I yeah. am struggling. Everybody's sleep pattern is off right now. Everybody. Number one, because you know you don't have to go to work the next day, even though I do. But people don't have to go to work the next day, so they're staying up later. They're binge watching their shows. Uh, And some people just can't sleep because they're anxious about what's going on. Whether you want to have it on your mind or not, when you have a commercial, it's a COVID commercial. (laughs) When you flip the channel, it's about COVID-19. So everything on on the news, everything is all about COVID-19. So people are not sleeping. So a couple ways that you can combat that and try to get some better sleep. Number one is turn off your phone or either put your phone away from your arm's reach. So mm-hmm. you hear that zzz, or you hear that ding or whatever, you're not tempted to just reach over. You'll have, you would have to get up nine times out of 10. You're not going to do that. So right. put your cell phone away from you. Um, another reason you want to do that is not only because it disturbs your rest, but it interferes with your melatonin absorption, that blue light mm-hmm. that comes from your phone. So have your phone far away from you. The next one is if you're drinking, which everybody seems to be drinking a little bit more these days, right? Whether it's your wine or your booze, whatever. <laughs> Everybody's just trying to make it through. You're trying to keep your keep your senses and keep you calm by drinking. Cut off your alcohol consumption at least an hour before you're going to go to bed. Yeah. And because I, whether or not you know it, your body has to absorb that alcohol and it will wake you up in the middle of your sleep to try to absorb that alcohol. What were you going to say, Delana? Yeah, no, I was just saying, I know for me, it's just been so off. It really has. And even though I've tried to, like yesterday, Sunday, I said, okay, I know that this is, quote, the beginning of the week. So let me just go ahead and do what I would normally do were this to be a regular week for me. It still didn't work. I still was just, and I don't know, again, you know, I know how to temper, you know, kind of like what I'm listening to. And again, by this time, I'm already into what the normal pattern should be. My sleep patterns has just been all off. Like it'll be good for three days in a row. I'll hit that fourth day and it'll just be off again. So I just think a lot of it has to do with, um, again, being in the house more, not changing my environment or my scenery. I do, like I said, on episode one, I do try to change my environment, you know, kind of be downstairs a little, upstairs a little, you know, kind of now I'm just nice outside, go outside, sit on the deck, you know, just trying to change up to not know you know, make my body feel like I'm in the same space. So that helped um, some is to, you know, kind of change your environment to make my mind think that I'm leaving out of the house to go <laughs> and carry out my regular activities. So that's and been- a lot of us have bad habits of working from bed. 
So when you go into your place of rest or sleep, make sure that you're you're giving your brain that signal. Oh, it's time that she's going. She's going down. She's shutting it down. But if you go into your room and you start to watch TV or you start to work on the computer or you're always on your phone, guess what? Your brain is getting a signal when you walk in that room. Oh, it's turn up time. She's about right. to yeah, time to work. Yeah. Start watching TV. So make sure you are giving a, a a real signal to your body that it's time to go to sleep. Make sure it's a, a dark environment. Make sure it's cool. And then if that's still not working, I have I have some tricks for some foods that'll work that actually help you get a better night's sleep. Oh, some foods. Some foods, yes, that we probably wouldn't even think of. So well, I give me, you know, give me two of them. Okay. Everybody always knows I say eat a scoop of peanut butter. The protein is gonna make yeah. you sleep. okay. But I learned a new one. A new one is boiled eggs. Eat a boiled egg. And Why? Then- because boiled eggs have melatonin metabolites in them. And oh. what that does is it that that's melatonin. So melatonin is a, is right. in our body. anyway. It's released when we go to sleep. So you're adding some melatonin, so you'll get a better night's sleep. So a boiled egg. Okay. So like a boiled egg. Um, that bananas. Bananas help you to unwind. They have potassium in them. Sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds actually help you. They have the same chemical in them that turkey has. And you know how you eat a piece of turkey and you're like, oh my god, I'm going to sleep. Right. <laughs> you get the <laughs> itis. Right. Okay. So that's the whole you got the itis. Sunflower yeah, seeds has that tritophan in it that's found in turkey. And, and what tritophan is, is that amino acid in your body that, that makes you feel tired. So right. sunflower seeds, you can just eat a scoop of sunflower seeds and then, you know, drink a little water and go to bed, eat a banana before you go to bed, peanut butter, a boiled yeah, egg. peanut butter, because I have done that. I've done that before. I've tried yeah, that. It makes you that, sleep. That okay. Yep. And, and All if right, you, so if you have sleepy, look, sleepy time problems like me, then right. you can try some of those. <laughs> Sleepy time problems. And then you know I love my tea, Delena. So I always do my chamomile tea. Yeah, the chamomile tea. That 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 works. It helps well. to calm you down. Helps mm-hmm. to relieve that anxiety. And so we right. got. And I've been doing lavender. So as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, so some of the little remedies. That's a couple little tips. Yes. And then um, Anita says she's putting her eggs on now. So I, I know go- that's right. <laughs> oh, don't get too many because then her her belly will be rumbling. <laughs> right. She's not using those eggs to bake, so she might as well boil them to um. <laughs> Yeah. So Adrian said that melatonin yeah helps her. So every now and then I will do that. Netflix with a glass of wine and grapes is the best option right now. That's Marie. Yes, that's just make sure you shut it down an hour before. Yeah, I've been trying. I fall asleep and Netflix yeah. is watching me talk about next Netflix, right. Netflix and chill. Right. Yes, Takora. Oh my goodness, she said three a.m. is her norm time. Sheree, what time did I tell you I went to bed last night? Three a.m. I think I went to bed like one or two. Last night. Not good. And that, that's not so, good for me because I normally go to bed like eleven. <laughs> yeah, o'clock. It's just been kind of sick. Yeah. I'm gonna get it together, y'all. By the time we come on the other side of this, I'm gonna get it together. Trust. I'm that person. I need my eight hours. I need right. my eight. <laughs> need my eight to function right. I need All right. Eight. Let's see the next question we have. Let me make sure that we have no um, other questions. Welcome, everybody. Thank you guys for giving love. Any questions, just make sure you type them in the comment, share the video, start a watch party, and show some love. Again, this is Delaina Watkins and Sheree M. Good. We are talking about Ask the Nurse. And so far, we've just shared some tips on hot surfaces while you're out and about with the um, COVID-19. And then we just talked about some best practices for getting sleep because I know everyone's sleep patterns have been kind of interrupted. Our flow has been um, disrupted as well. And then just in general, how are you feeling? So share your comments, um, any questions that you have down in um, the comment section and I will see them, uh, read them and respond to them. 
So one question that I did get that was health related was someone said, at my last doctor visit, I was told that my BMI was 30. Can you explain what it means with a question mark? Okay, so your BMI is 30. So first of all, the BMI is sort of like a loose way to really measure your body fat. It is not a scientific method. It is not something that technically you really should um, put a whole lot of energy into. And basically, it's a number that use, utilizes your height and weight, again, to determine what's called your body mass index. So if your doctor reported to you that yours was 30, you were what we called, um, what we consider as being obese. So uh, what that tells the physician and what he should have explained to you is having a body mass index of 30 uh, percent means that you're, you put yourself at higher risk for several um, conditions such as diabetes, heart disease, um, certain cancers. So it just kind of puts you in a, a higher category to be at risk for those things. And obviously, again, what should have been um, communicated to you is trying to um, Again, looking at that in conjunction with some other things is to look at what you can do as far as a healthy lifestyle to help you get on um, a journey to uh, losing weight and then ultimately impacting uh, the amount of body fat in uh, your circumference. OK, so there's a little bit more that goes into that. Uh, so don't just put a lot of weight into the body mass index. They do a lot um, with that as it relates to categorizing sometimes your risk. Uh, when they look at whether or not you're at weight, overweight, obese, and then for obesities, there it goes up to three classes of obesity. So again, in conjunction with that, Sheree, anything you want to add as far as the body mass index is concerned? No, you, you got that covered. That's okay. that's an area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I I mean, again, the BMI it's important. I don't say that it's not important, but it's really just kind of like a snapshot. It doesn't um, necessarily give you. Um, all of the um, credibility that you need to say, okay, this is what I need to do. That needs to be looked at in conjunction with everything, which is probably why it was done or communicated to you during your physical. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, this one's good. I seem to be experiencing more headaches since this quarantine changed my schedule. Do you think it's related to stress? Mm. Well, well. Since we had the recharge strategist, uh, stress, look, yeah. self-care master stress, I would say likely that it um, that it is. You know, physical stress oftentimes or it manifests itself uh, physically through our emotional stress. And a lot of what we just shared is probably what you're experiencing. And so I would say if you're someone that suffered from headaches even prior to this happening, that this was a total shift and change in what you normally do. And you're thinking about a lot more um, heavier stuff than what we've had to be forced to think about and how this has impacted our household, both physically, emotionally, financially. So I would say that likely what physically what you're experiencing has to do with uh, emotional stress. Yeah. And also just uh, when you're having your headaches, is it associated? It, was it um, does it come along with neck pain, shoulder pain? Because this is where we carry our stress and anxiety in our neck and in our shoulders. So if your neck is really stiff and tight and your shoulders are, are really stiff, nine times out of 10, it is anxiety and stress. So you can do a couple things like rolling your neck, 
um, just doing some stretches and things like that, shrugging your shoulders to try to loosen up the muscles and that may help with headaches as well. And then also just make sure you're staying hydrated. Absolutely. Yep. So those are all good things when you talk about headaches, you know, headaches, there can be a, several different factors. And it sounds like when you say increasing headaches that you may have um, been someone that experienced headaches before. So I would just like to reset, try to monitor the patterns of when you're experiencing the headache, what precipitated it, what, you know, how are you feeling um, prior to, you know, the headache. So again, but oftentimes with emotional stress does manifest itself physically. So it could very well be um, the increasing stress that we're all under right now while you're noticing that, you know, you're having increased headaches. All right, so let's see, we got one or two more questions and or comments. So Sheila said, everyone talks about apple cider vinegar, but it causes bloating. So now Sheila, personally, I have not experienced apple cider vinegar um, causing bloating. However, that's not to say that you may not be experiencing that, or it may be in the manner in which you are taking the apple cider vinegar. So if you could, can you just comment and let me know how you are taking the apple cider vinegar if you are putting it in water? What you should not be doing is taking a shot of apple cider vinegar. I know um, last year there was this thing going around where some people were just kind of taking shots of it. That's not the proper way to do it. So let me know how you're actually taking the apple cider vinegar. That will help me a little bit more to guide you. Um, uh, several people just joined on. Thank you, Cheryl Bruce. My hey, sister, uh, promote her sister, Melissa Lee West. Thanks for joining. Vanessa Smith-Roberson and Teresa Adams. You guys, thanks for joining. Show us some love. If you have any health or wellness questions, we'd be happy to answer them um, and or share and start a watch party for our Ask the Nurse segment. The next question was Anita. She said, how do you feel about the scales that tell how much fat and muscle is in your body? Is It also tells how much water is in my body. So yes, those scales, um, I had a scale like that and they are pretty accurate. If you're measuring yourself or weighing yourself roughly around the same time each morning or evening, preferably morning when you first arrive and you, you know, go to the restroom, that's the best time to weigh yourself. Those scales are generally accurate. Um, the only thing I reflect back on that, Anita, is to say the purpose for why if you're on a specific weight loss journey or if you're on um, a medication where you have to closely monitor your weight, such as like Lasix, which is a diuretic, then those scales definitely come in um, handy. Otherwise, again, don't obsess over weighing yourself daily because your weight can fluctuate a lot of it. Like you said, I think we're talking about um, water weight and things of that nature. So just be very cognizant. I don't weigh myself um, like that. But again, if you're on um, a weight loss journey uh, or on a specific medication and you've been directed to do so, then I would say absolutely. But those are generally um, fairly accurate. And plus, if you're going to use the same scale, it's going to have what we would call your baseline anyway, even if it's off by a few pounds. Sheree, you had anything to add to that? I, I'm, I'm the opposite, y'all. I'm, I'm obsessed with the scale. <laughs> it, you, you have to know yourself. So I'm, I'm the person that I step on the scale every morning. Why? Because that's my motivation. So you have to know what motivates you. Numbers motivate me. So if it doesn't say what I want it to say, I'm on my grind, I'm on my grind even harder. I know, oh, mm -mm, mm -mm, I didn't gain one pound back. Oh, no, we're going we gonna to eat something different today. So that didn't agree with my body. So right. I'm one of those people. I obsess with the scale. However, I do know that the scale is biased. 
So I've been told so many times to ditch the scale because the scale doesn't say, oh, you top heavy, you bottom heavy, or oh, one thigh mm -hmm. bigger than the other. It doesn't tell the real picture. So that's Absolutely. why we say ditch the scale. But I'm a numbers chick. So she I is. And I try to get on her yeah. and tell her to step off of that scale. She'll come that's to the floor. I gave you back two pounds. I gave you back one pound. Like, Girl, I'm down 41 pounds this week. <laughs> So I love my scale. So if that's your motivation, go for it. But the scale, remember, the scale is biased. It's not going to tell you everything that you need to know. So just get on a healthy journey and just be consistent. That's the biggest thing. But I, I, I'm, I'm a numbers chick. I need to see them numbers dropping. <laughs> I need to don't get on that scale. I'm just not sure. <laughs> hey, Kimberly. Right. She's on here. Hey, oh, yeah. Kimberly's on. Not on any meds at all. I haven't had on real clothes since I retired. In fact, yes, Anita, I know you're over there in retirement mode, ma'am. This is right up your alley. Look at that. You get oh, this. Anita, this is old. We're going to get her lashes, nails, thread. Yes. We're getting her everything. All that is going to be done. So, again, yes. guys, welcome. We appreciate you joining the Ask the Nurse segment. Um, let's see if I had any other questions. Sheree, did you have a question? I know you said someone has sent you a question about. Um, Protein? Yes. 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 So the question about protein is um, how much protein can I eat in one setting? How, how much protein can my body tolerate in one setting? So that's a good question. So it's all about how much you're working out, number one. So the more you work out, the more protein you're going to need. But typically, the average protein that your body can tolerate in one setting is 20 to 23 grams. Mm. 20 to 23 grams. But uh, some people like myself, I do intermittent fasting. Sometimes I only have one meal a day. Um, if I'm working out really, really aggressively, I can push it and go up to 30. But you can't do that long term. When you have those high amounts of protein in your diet over right. a long period of time, it can affect your um, kidneys. So Absolutely. we don't want kidney function failure to be skinty. No, we don't want that. We want you <laughs> no. to it's not, not worth it. Kidneys is like the, the that's your functional system. You can't mess with that. So, you know, yes, everything in moderation. Just keep right. that everything in moderation. So between 20 to 23 um, grams of protein per at a setting and not more than 30 in a day because you don't want your, your, your kidneys to get affected. Right. And like you said, it does fluctuate. So you have people yeah. that are bodybuilders right. um, that are strength training and muscle you know, built. So when you're doing that, that's a little different. But for the average, that and what she's sharing is for the average person. For me, when I was on the whole, you know, leaning out, lean mass and body mass, you have to weigh and measure how much protein I'm eating based on the amount of working out that I was doing. That's a little different. But mm -hmm. for the average person, that amount of protein is absolutely um, correct. I would stay within those guidelines. Yeah, because typically, even with the plant based um, burgers and things like that, they're typically somewhere between 14 and 20 grams of protein for yeah. one. So typically if you eat two in a day, you're going over, but it just depends. You just have to watch. And that's where reading your labels comes into play again, because you need to know what you're ingesting, making sure you're not harming yourself by just eating whatever. Absolutely. All right. So we had a question from Lisa who said, okay. who's asking any suggestions for those who struggle with drinking water. Sheree, we just talked, we about, just talked about this. <laughs> Sheree is one of those people that struggle yeah. with drinking water. For yeah. me, it is not a, a big deal. I can drink my water. So Miss Lisa, superstar, I would say to you, stop thinking about just drinking water yeah. and um, put 
Okay, so water can come to us in various um, forms. That's number one, is not thinking that, oh, I have to drink a bottle of water. Make your water what I call sexy. Put some fruit in it. It's yeah. now spring. You know, there's a lot of that fruits that are uh, in season now. So make some infused water, make it cute. Don't drink it out of a bottle. Find you a nice container that you can just kind of pick up and carry with you throughout the day as you're going and drink water even when you're not thinking about it. Green tea, you're making, uh, using water to make that, right? So it's not just clear water. So yeah, we got her green tea. So there's various ways in which you can kind of what I call sneak water in without realizing that you're drinking water. Determine whether or not you like your water cool versus at room temperature. Um, so there's two different schools of thoughts or theories about whether, you know, room temperature versus cold water. There's some people that only like drinking cold water. There's some that have to have it at room temperature. So determine how you like your water. Is it because you're not drinking water because you don't, you know, like the taste of it because you're trying to drink it at room temperature versus having it, you know, ice cold. So kind of feel those things out and get more in tune with it that way. Lisa, rather than trying to think of like, oh, I have to kind of chomp down and, you know, guzzle down this water. So think yeah. of it in terms of that. And then again, with green teas, herbal teas, they, that water, that counts as water um, intake as well. And also our vegetables, our fruit and vegetables have water in them as well. So mm -hmm. we are getting water all day long. It's just, you want that, you want to make sure you're typically, we're supposed to be drinking half of our body weight. So whatever right. your body weight, that's how much in ounces you're supposed to be drinking. drinking. But like Delana said, make it sexy, make it cute. Yeah, make it sexy. Y'all will find it. You know, I don't want it. Yeah, you can put mm. in it. But I get a lot of my water because I drink like 20 ounces. I'll drink at least 20 ounces of green tea a day. And I and I use stevia, so it's not a lot of sugar in it. So that's, that's how I'm getting a lot of my water. But then I like my spring water. But I tell people, like, know when to drink what type of water, whether it's warm or cold. So cold water throughout the day is fine if you're not eating and then drinking the water. If you're drinking water with a meal, you don't want cold, ice cold water with your meal. Because think about oil, think about hot oil and, and cold water. What's going to happen if you pour that cold water on top of hot, mm -hmm. uh, hot oil? It's going to gel. So the same thing's going to happen in your gut. It gels up. It makes it more difficult for um, your food to digest and pass through your intestine and have smooth bowel movement. Yeah, and we're so quick to want to drink, you know, cold water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fooling with you, Lisa. Lisa said it tastes good, with, um, tastes better with vodka. Yes, it does. And both of them are clear, so you are good, right? On the rocks, Lisa. <laughs> Absolutely. No, on the rocks. Her water. <laughs> uh, Melissa, yes, Melissa. It makes much more sense, honestly. We have to not think about it in terms of, you know, um, the water is different ways in which we're getting the water. It's kind of like that. You got to think of the end goal and not right. how we're getting there. So this has been great, guys. We thank you so much for all your wonderful questions. Let me make sure I got to everyone's question because um, there were a couple that were submitted before we went on live. Mm -hmm. And I think so. Oh, there was one app that I had written down that I wanted to share with you guys. And this was back when we were talking about how are you feeling? So there's an app called um, Headspace and... Um, it's very good for helping you with um, guided meditation, learn to medicate, meditate, to kind of calm, relax you. And it has been great, even though Cherie shared another app with me, uh, the Megahertz, right? Yeah, megahertz. megahertz. If you go to YouTube and you type in MHZ, it, it stands for Megahertz. And that's just the, the beats of music that help to calm you. You can pick mm -hmm. the one for anxiety, anti-anxiety or sleep, whatever you want to do, stress-free. 
that's a good one. And I like Calm. Um, Calm yeah. is another app. Calm, yeah, the Calm was my original app. That yeah. one there, that really helps. Yeah, so Calm was my number one. The Headspace app, I really don't, I just wrote it down. I really don't have too much um, experience with it. I just noticed that apparently the usage for it went up. Um, uh, Mayor, um, Governor Cuomo, when he was uh, sharing the update today, he talked about how he, uh, the state of New York is partnering with his space for individuals because, you know, they've been on lockdown and just kind of everything that they've been going through there um, to share meditation and mental health resources and all mm -hmm. of that. So they really expanded the services of the Headspace app. And I had heard of it previously, but never really incorporated and I had it downloaded. So I'm actually going to try it out and see uh, just some of the features that it has on it, especially for the calming and the meditation piece. Because I told y'all I'm having time struggling, struggling. With <laughs> I put that on last night to help me go to sleep and it, I was out and it, it worked really well. Also, if you don't want to use an app, then just go on your cable. Everybody who has cable, just go to Sounds of the Seasons mm. and that, that station of music on your cable um, actually is soothing. It's like stress relieving. It's just very, it's like water streams and things like that. That's going to help you to relax. Okay. So utilize those that megahertz, like she said, calm. And then there's a lot of um, sites now they're giving free yoga classes. So type like oh, you yeah. free yoga. They're doing free sessions up to like, I think the last one I read was up to May that you can yeah. get free yoga sessions because they want to help people to just stay calm and relax, not, not succumb to this. Cause like, it's a lot of people. Going it's through a lot. It's a lot. And you it's know, really violence is on the rise. So it's, it's taking a toll on a lot of different areas of life, but we have to stay home, mind, body, and spirit, and we have to hang in there. Absolutely. So those are all great resources. Um, Melissa is saying on YouTube, the Tappy Keys is good um, instrumental. So though, again, more instrumental, more kind of calming yes. things as well. So thank you, um, Savian and Tammy, for joining. We are just wrapping up. We appreciate you guys. If you missed the first part of it, you can just come back and um Watch the replay. Some great information was shared. Some great questions. If you have any questions, just type them in the comments. Um, Melissa said that was awesome. Aura app is good as well. A-U-R-A is another good app um, oh, to utilize. Yeah, so that's another great app um, to okay. use as well. So again, these were all great questions, great exchange of information. I hope that you all were able to um, gain some insight from, again, where we are and sort of what we're going through and what we're, you know, experiencing. And we're wanting to you again, today's topic of the Ask the Nurse segment is, again, just to stay healthy in our new normal. Mm -hmm. um, I can't put a date on when we will return to our pre-COVID uh, living situation. No, However, no. yeah, I do know that it will be quite some time as we're climbing up um, this peak and then really coming on the other side of it. We had a pajama jam party. What was that on Friday? Friday. And I was asking the ladies, uh, you know, what will it look like when we do kind of like come out? It's almost like we've been in a cocoon, right? right. And what will it look like when you finally like break free? What are you going to do? How are you going to greet individuals? Are you going to just kind of do a wave, <laughs> a bump, a head nod, you know, a high five. What, how are we going to greet individuals? How will this change the way that we go about our activities of daily living? You know, what will this look like for us uh, as we migrate and integrate back into society, so to speak? So it's going to be very interesting. 
And we'll continue to talk about that and discuss what that looks like for us when, as we are you know, currently dealing with and living with this situation. Absolutely. All right. So that is it. Sharia, do you have anything else to add? No, everybody, just make sure you grab our new ebook. Oh, uh, yes. The Weight Without the Weight, a quick guide to intermittent fasting and sugarless living. I might have that back with sugarless living and intermittent fasting, but either way, you're going to get both in the book between Elena and I. And um, the book is available at either one of our websites, as you see listed below. It's an ebook, it's only $11. Make sure you are watching your waistline while we're on this quarantine status. So the book will definitely help you um, with that. So yeah, there we go. There's the uh, there it is. There's the cover of our book. Either at DelanaWatkins.com or TotalHarmonyEnterprises.com. Grab our book. You, you don't have anything else to do. You might as well read, right? And yes, and it's a quick guide. It's a very quick, easy read. Um, again, as she said, it's giving you insight into if you've been following me for any length of time the Sugarless Living program. It's really kind of giving you a snippet of that. And then Cherie really goes in and gives you tips on if you want to understand what intermittent fasting uh, is all about. She gives you um, a quick insight into that and just some ideas around it and what it all, what it actually looks like if you want to, you know, begin to dip your toe into it and implement um, intermittent fasting. So Sugarless Living and Intermittent Fasting, Cherie was an ambassador for the Sugarless Living program. She was sort of like, she calls herself my guinea pig, but she was like the beta tester <laughs> of the Sugarless Living program, really yeah, followed yeah. it and, and modeled it and then incorporated intermittent fasting with it and got great results. And Cherie, how many pounds are you up to right now? I'm down 41 pounds since before, just before summer. Yeah. So by the time we get out again, it'll be a year. But forty. Right. <laughs> By the time we get let loose, <laughs> yeah, forty-one pounds released. Literally doing what we wrote about in this book. So we're not just writing about stuff we haven't done ourselves. I literally live by everything that's in the book that Delana and I wrote. I started with the sugarless living and then I added the intermittent fasting. And I, I couldn't be more happy with the way I feel, with the way I'm, my body's looking. Um, I just can't wait to get back in the gym. I joined the gym as my New Year's resolution, and now I can't even know, right? So and then click, click. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see if I missed any questions. Make sure. Oh, you're welcome. Everybody's saying thank you for the information. You are welcome. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next Monday at 8 p.m. Uh, for Ask the Nurse segment. Again, if you have any questions between now and then, obviously, um, either you can submit the question to us prior. And we will obviously answer them live on air, or you can wait until we are live and you can answer those questions, ask those questions. We love the interaction um, as well. And Roz, thank you. My promote her sister. She said, I love my Sugarless Living Program experience. Yes, it is. I think sometimes people get um, a little, um, let me see, what's the word? I hate to use the word fear, but it is. It's fearful because they think that they can't eat sugar. So right. there's the sugarless part, and it's truly just that. I do still consume sugar. We just want you to consume the healthier version of sugar. So that's why it's a sugarless program, not a sugar-free. Okay, because right. your girl does eat sugar. Okay, I, I do. Have, sugar. I know. She says sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I eat my sugar. Yes. All right. So thanks again, guys, and we'll see you back here again for Ask the Nurse on. Monday at 8 p.m. Please share the video. We appreciate you tuning in. Night.